This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. All right, this is the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger, your host. F. Baldy NFL, you can see right here. I do a daily podcast. I love doing it. I uh, spent a good chunk of the morning just studying the Monday night game, the Raiders at Detroit. And they're really two teams in completely different spheres. Detroit is just built by youth and the draft and are just an ascending team. The Raiders, I don't know how they're built, but they're a descending team. They just have had, after getting to 500, they've just gotten their lunch handed to them by the Chicago Bears and by the Detroit Lions. And let's just start. Let's just start with Detroit. Let's stay positive here because I saw Colby Sorsdahl start at right guard last night. Played the whole game. He's a fifth round pick out of William and Mary. It's his first start in the NFL. He had played one other game, uh, filled in the second half of a game, like week three. But really, it's the first time he stepped on a field. And Detroit last night was without their their Pro Bowl center Frank Ragnow. The right guard uh, Glasgow went over to center. Colby Sorsdahl stepped in at right guard, and he played great. He didn't have a penalty. I didn't see. Him. I didn't see him on the ground. When I watched him coming out of William and Mary, uh, he was a big guy that played tackle. You know, at William and Mary, was a five-year player there. Five years, captain of the team. You know, I've met him um, since the draft. Great kid. Went down to Duke Manningweather's camp in Dallas and trained a lot down there, but. You know, you've got to find linemen. You, you've got to draft them, and you have to develop them. you got to get them on the field. Like nobody's – very few teams this year will line up five guys and start 17 games. I don't care what team it is. Maybe Kansas City, they they look like they might do it. They, they seem to have those type of players. But very few teams will do that this year. And Detroit has had their share of injuries on the offensive line. But last night you couldn't tell. So Colby Sorsdahl – like I'm, like, I'm smiling watching him. I'm going, this kid's having fun out there, the way it's supposed to be. Like, he actually knows what he's doing. He's got technique. 
Okay, like I'm seeing him reset his hands inside on pass rush. I'm seeing him get movement with Penesul at right tackle, uh, with Glasgow at center, pushing up to the linebacker but not leaving too soon, staying on his feet. It's just, you know, it's just the way it's supposed to be. And then you watch Jameer Gibbs. And you go, okay, you know, there was B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. I, you know, people thought, oh, are they first-round picks? Yeah, the first-round picks. Then you go and you do a little homework about Jameer. You know, you go back and you talk to Coach Collins at Georgia Tech. And you go, Baldy, this is a great kid. He loves the game. You know, like the game's important to him. He prepares. Like he takes care of himself. But he is talented. And so, you know, he goes to Alabama his last year. And he, like, lights up the SEC, which is a pretty good – uh, you know, test that he's going to be good in the NFL. And then you watch him. He has his breakout game last night. He's been good. But, you know, he got a chance to start. No David Montgomery. But 189 total yards. They threw to him five times, caught all five passes. Broke tackles, broke away. He was impressive. You know, so, you know, you spend your, I think, 12th pick in the draft on um, Jameer Gibbs. All right. Then you watch Sam Laporta. I mean, Sam Laporta is – we, we call a guy that can block and catch and flex and motion and do all this. So we call him a Y like you, you have the, you have your X receiver. That's your big guy opposite your tight end. You have your Z that's your smaller guy that is in motion a lot in the slot. And you have your, you have your Y that's your tight end. And to me, Sam Laporte is a true Y like he can block at the point of attack. He blocks. Well, he's got good technique. Anybody that knows these kids from Iowa that play tight end, George Kittle, whoever you want to talk about, they all can block because they don't get on the field for um, that program unless you can block. So Sam Laporta can block. He gets his fourth touchdown pass last night. They got him flexed out wide. He's running smash route concepts. Man, you look at Jack Campbell, you know, inside linebacker starting, impactful player. They just got, you know, they've got youth. They've got youth and they're developing their youth. And the Raiders, you can't figure out what they're doing. It's fourth and two last night. It's a, I don't know, six to nothing game. It's fourth and two. So, you know, on TV, Troy Aikman, you know, kind of shreds Jimmy Garoppolo for saying, trying to force the ball to Devontae Adams, which he did on fourth and two. Like he's just waiting on Devontae against his own look. And if he throws it, Devontae, it's right into a trap unless the ball is absolutely perfect and thrown with anticipation, that ball is going to get intercepted or deflected. It's not going to make it. So Jimmy stays on the throw and he stays on the throw. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs comes out of the backfield and he's literally waving his arms on the Detroit Lion logo. It's a first down. I mean, it's literally throw it to Josh, let him catch it, turn around. If he's tackled, he gains four. If he breaks the tackle, he might get 10. But he's all alone. Nobody's around him. But by the time Jimmy gets off of Devontae, now Josh Jacobs has already moved. Now, literally, um, Jimmy Garoppolo is on the move. And he ends up throwing the ball into the dirt. And it's a turnover. I mean, it's fourth and two at midfield. You give the ball back to Detroit. It's horrible. Then I watch this play. Of the Raiders, which shows their dysfunction. It's a third down play, and they're in slide protection, okay, jet protection. They're in slide protection. They're sliding to the left. But it, what's weird about it is 
they're sliding to the same side that Josh Jacobs is on. So typically you slide away from the back. The back, you know, if there's anybody comes, you you free release, but you scat protect. You know, you basically check on any kind of a blitz, you take it, then you're free to go. Well, they slide to the back, and the back Josh Jacobs releases. So Detroit knows the protection, and they attack the backside of it with Alec Anzalone. And literally, so you go, okay, is somebody wrong here? Is Josh wrong? Is Jimmy Garoppolo telling the center to go left wrong? Is the play, is the receivers wrong? So you look at it from the end zone. Alex Anzalone comes and he gets a sack, easy sack. Nobody blocks him, he comes free. Then you look, you know, at the wide angle of it. You go, okay, you got two receivers. You got Michael Mayer, the tight end. You got Josh Jacoby, or you got uh, Jacoby Meyer, I'm sorry, Jacoby Meyer, the wide receiver. They're both running deep routes on third down. None of them have any clue that there's a blitz on and Jimmy's in trouble. There's nobody breaking off the route. There's no sight adjust. There's nothing. Like the play is broken. It's a broken play when Anzalone blitzes. And you go, where what is, is did, did Detroit just win that down? Is this inherent an issue? Like, how do you not have an answer for that blitz? How? Like every protection has an answer for whatever you want to do. Somebody's wrong. The result is Jimmy Garoppolo gets sacked. Oh, and by the way, um, he gets sacked on the next play as well. It's uh, it, it's it's horrible. You can say, okay, get the ball to Devontae Adams. All right, well, call some plays for Devontae. You don't really see that. You just see an offense. Um, and you see a quarterback that's just playing at a low level right now. Jimmy's just not playing well, not seeing the field well, not playing well. Um, they scored one touchdown again, you know, and Marcus Peters pick six. The other touchdown, they're in the game for a little while. But really, Detroit ran for 222 yards. They ran right down their throats. I mean, that's what the Raiders would love to be able to do with Josh Jacobs. They did that at times last year when he won the rushing title. He's averaging two yards less per carry than he did a year ago. It's just nothing is working outside of Max Crosby, who's just a sensational player. I mean, the guy's a martial artist just defeating these blocks. All right, so – Lions youth, Raiders woes. Uh, I want to talk about Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith was a longtime pass rusher in this league, Atlanta, Carolina. When he got done playing, Chuck went in and he started a pass rush specialist camp down in Atlanta. And he had a lot of players that went down there and they trained with him. And they all got, most of them got better. And there were some big names. I don't need to release his, uh, you know, his list of uh, guys that he trained. But it became, you know, everybody knew about it. You know, they would send, some teams would send their players down, their young players. Some players just went from college, went down there on their own. Some guys just wanted to get better. They went there. So the Baltimore Ravens said, we could use a pass rush specialist. Our pass rush needs to improve. We got young guys. We got, you know, David Ajabo. We've got uh, Odafe Owe. We, we got young players. Like, let's, let's see if we can, let's hire Chuck Smith. Let's hire Chuck Smith and see if he can work with our young guys. So if you watch the Ravens right now, Justin Matabike is having a Pro Bowl season at defensive tackle. He, In fact, he reminds you of uh, he reminds you of Atkins that played in Cincinnati for a long Geno Atkins came out of Georgia. Reminds you of Geno Atkins. You know, a little on the shorter side, but stout, really strong and stout at the point of attack. 
And Justin Matabike right now had, leads the Ravens, who lead the league in sacks, by the way, with 31 sacks. Just saying, the Ravens hired Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith trained pass rushers for over a decade. A lot of them got a lot better training with Chuck. The Ravens hired him. And, oh, by the way, after eight games, they lead the league with 31 sacks. Justin Matabike, in his third season, total breakout season, becoming a dominant player. Okay, But it's not just Justin Matabike. You look at Genevieve Clowney right now. He's having his – it's the best year I've seen since he was in Houston with J.J. Watt. Like, he is playing hard, number one, playing really hard, making plays on the other side of the field. Um, he's been healthy, and that's been an issue with him in different places. And he's getting to the quarterback and affecting the quarterback. So there's that. Then you see Owe. Owe's in his third year. Didn't do much his first two years. Look at him. Like, physically, he looks – Unbelievable. I mean, he's he's a specimen. They did play a lot at Penn State coming out, but he's getting better. He's really showing up. And then you look at Michael Pierce, who's the run stuffer at 360 pounds. Who knows? But, but he's pushing the pocket. He's getting on the edge. Like he's rushing the passer from the inside the way you got to, you know, he's just not bull rushing you. You know, you, you see a little swim move. You, you get him on the edge. You see him a club. Like I see Chuck Smith showing up with this Ravens defense. And it's interesting because they play Seattle this week. Two five and two teams, two teams in first place. Seattle also, who just made a trade for Leonard Williams to just get better on the inside, they also hired a pass rush specialist um, this offseason who also had been a teacher and running his own camp. And, oh, by the way, the Seattle Seahawks are fifth in the league in sacks. And you look at the development of Boye Mafe right now and some of the players they have rushing the passer, just something to pay attention to as these coaching staffs get bigger and bigger. I mean, coaching staffs are approaching 30 coaches. Like, why wouldn't you hire a pass rush specialist? Why wouldn't you hire an offensive line like Duke Manning, Weather, and Dallas? Why wouldn't you hire a pass, a pass protector specialist? Because it's all specialization. So anyways, I'm going to leave you with Chuck Smith. Uh, he's a great guy. He was a really good player. And now he's uh, got the Ravens um, on the brink of leading the league in rushing. Halfway through it, I mean, look, if you just project, you know, they could have 60-plus sacks this year if they've got 31 after eight games. So anyways, uh, this has been... The best football show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger. I love coming to you. I'll be here tomorrow. Talk about maybe some of the action that happened at the trade deadline and looking ahead to some games in week nine. The midway point of the NFL season.